Welcome to A Reason to Talk, sponsored by Cabbage. We are here today with the Beastmaster himself. Yo, yo, yo. Joe, Pedro Hero. What? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> and then I'm here with the Cabbage Man, Rodney Bajangas, 12th to 3rd. Just standing in the that- corner doing the Cabbage Patch. Sponsored by Dummy Energy. <laughs> Use your code CRN10 to get 10% off your order today. We're here talking top 10 tag teams of all the times. Now, this could be any company. Any company. WWE slash F, TNA, WCW, ECW, and all that crap. So let's start off. No, no, I just want to say tag team wrestling is very uh, meaningful to me. Tag team wrestling is pretty much the ultimate of wrestling for me. I do love tag team wrestling. In a singles match, you got one person going after the other. Tag teams. I hate it when they just put two random people together, like Edge and Kane, and put give them the belts. Triple H and Stone Cold Steve Austin. They gave them a tag team name. But really, they weren't a tag team. They were two singles wrestlers teaming up to beat up other people. I just hit the applause button like three times for you to agree with you. Oh, I mean, that, that's how it is. I tell the truth and I tell it well. Well, that's, that was literally the, the gist of most of WWEF tag team division. You had teams, mm-hmm. but 90% of it was just throwing people randomly together that didn't fit and then the, just break up. Whenever they brought in a real tag team that did real things and brought up the division. They were like, let's split these guys up. Let's let's bring in the Dudley boys and have them do a singles run. And then you got a reverend and you got Bubba who didn't change a gimmick at all. <clears throat> like, like WWE has done it so many times. Look at uh, American Alpha. Uh, I'll talk about them at some point, but American Alpha... They had these two people. They brought they, they they had such a great tag team, and then they're like, "Let's make one of them Kurt Angle's son," and then, for absolutely no reason, and then never see him and again then after split that. Up. So, all right, I don't know. It was the dumbest shit I've ever seen. Dude, it just didn't make it, sense. I've, I've seen <laughs> I've seen dumber, but I mean, you, you still, it's well, not you good. still got Chad Gable in the fucking in WWE, ironically in another team. Yeah. What Jason Jordan is doing? What? Uh, he's injured. He's out for good. Like completely? I believe so. Yeah, I believe he had a uh, number of concussions that he can no longer wrestle anymore, and and we miss him. It's gonna say because like I haven't heard anything from it. We and miss it's him. Just, like just after that Kurt Angle um, skit, they're like you don't see him at all. Yeah. Well, I mean, stuff happens like that. But um, here we are. Well, let, let's let's start this off. But be, before that happens, I just want to let you guys know that I am proud of my nephew, Jackson. He actually beat me in a board game, and uh, I'm very proud of him. I'm, I'm proud of him too, and I've never met him. Yeah. Well, one 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 day you'll meet him. You'll be like Jackson. You're an inspiration for me and the rest of my family. And. Uh, I can't believe you beat your uncle, but do you know what? I can believe him. He's a smart kid. All right, let's. Go All right, anyways. Next. I hope my family can live up to your legacy. Who are you? Your father. Oh, Jimothy. Okay. Your family couldn't live up to. 
<laughs> Any <laughs> legacy. Just straight trash. <laughs> Number ten. On my uh, on, let's go with Rodney's list. Let's start off. What's your number ten? No, you said before. No Xbox. No, that's the only rule. He's the only person on my list. Only. It's literally just one name. Xbox. (laughs) Ten times. It's not even teams. It's literally just Xbox, Xbox, and six. Just. Not, not even one, two, three kids. This is a real nope. story. This is a real story. Like I wasn't gonna bring it, bring it up, but in high school, I went around the school and told everybody that I was was Xbox Xbox cousin, and nobody cared. But it made me laugh every time I said it. It made me laugh so much. I don't know why I said started telling people that. Just start telling people shit. <laughs> nobody yeah, cares. Xbox, my cousin. You know, we're cool. Now we we said ten was going to be the worst, correct? Yeah, yes. ten to okay. one. Uh, crime time. Crime time. Yes. Well, no, crime time isn't the worst tag team. I, I'm going to tell you that much. I I, I do no. like crime time. I mean, they, they've got the classic big man, little man tag team. I mean, that you saw it with like Enzo and Cass and all that thing. They they were actually a really good tag team and. Um, yeah, but the difference between them and Enzo and Cass and any of those other big little is that they both could talk on the mic. No, and, that's true, yeah. And, and they both could wrestle. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I kind of wish they did more, and then instead of just splitting them, like we were talking about before where they split mm-hmm. every team. Because after that happened, you saw Shad, I think, once, and then JTG was just some random dude fighting people on SmackDown. Yeah, exactly. And then now, uh, well, rest in peace, Shad. But JTG, I believe, is on the indies uh, randomly uh, going around. Um, uh, also looks a hell of a lot more built than Indy. I was going to say, he's ripped to shit. Now. Oh, is he really? Oh, he's built now, man. Um, See, but I feel like they could have done a hell of a lot more. Like, even gave him a tag team run. Yeah. I mean, a championship run. I mean, they, they, they would have, but, I mean. They, politics? Politics, yeah. And the the thing I liked about them about the the they had their tag team moves they had their 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 gimmick and they lived up to the gimmick it, it was great I, I I really enjoyed that tag team so excellent start to that yeah. is the reason is that the whole reasoning of you picking it is us I, discussing I, it <laughs> no I just I personally this is just my personal opinion I thought their gimmick was just a little over the top goofy mm-hmm. two black dudes that are African American. Uh, don't be racist. Man. I just thought the gimmick was a little over the top, goofy. It it worked over the I top, just... goofy and stereotypical. Yeah, I, yeah. I it worked. I just it just didn't. The, and they For they me, knew what just... they had and they went with it. And but. they didn't care. They just went. With, they they worked and got shit done. All right. All right. So now my number ten. Uh, we're going away from WWE here, and it's America's Most Wanted. Okay. I'm not. I, I've heard of them, but like, I'm not a huge. I was never a really big Impact fan. Um, I I don't know why. I'm but. only saying this is a team. I mean, you had Chris Harris, the Wildcat, and then you also had James Storm. Mm-hmm. Chris Harris didn't do shit because he, in the middle of their run, left for WWE. I think he joined ECW, the WWE ECW at the time. Sure. Gained a shit ton of weight compared to what he was. Okay. 
And then pretty much after that was just like, well, I'm on the indies because I can't get rehired by TNA. And then James Storm went on to do a hell of a lot more. Sure. And then joined Beer Money with Bobby Roode, which that team was great. Um, and then until they did their singles runs. But if it wasn't for that team, you really wouldn't have James Storm. And that was the whole reasoning of why I had America's Most Wanted as 10. James Storm, yeah, he's a good wrestler. He's out there. But you wouldn't have him without the whole team of him and Chris Harris. Very good. Very good. I like that. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with my top 10. And I'm going to go with Grizzled Young Veterans. NXT, NXT UK. Yep. And uh, the, right now they're in Schism. Oh, no. with uh, yeah. with Joe Gacy. With Joe Gacy, yeah. I mean, what I what I like about them is, I mean, they, I when I when they bring in two singles wrestlers and they gel as a tag team. But I mean, they were a tag team for a long time, and both of them are actually really good wrestlers. I mean, and seemed what what I like about them is they seem to know each other's moves, so they're ready for the next guy. Like. They're a good team. Good team that they can read each other. Yeah. And figure out on the fly what to do. Ex- absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Understandable. Smooth flow. Mm-hmm. Definitely understandable. I do enjoy their work, too. Um, I didn't watch anything much of them besides what I've seen in the NXT UK, but that was like in the beginning. Yeah. Because I didn't watch it that much. Um. Or NXT lately, to be honest with you. In in NXT, they weren't that good. They they made them kind of like homeless people stealing kids, stealing. Oh food. yeah. And and it, I mean, they're better than that. I mean, they're re- a really really good tag team. Yep. I yep. mean, not, that's why I have them in the top ten of all time, even though I don't have too many of the older tag teams. Most of them oh, could actually perform today. So. I always thought their name was kind of cool. The Grizzled Young yeah, Veterans. Yeah, Yeah, that, that I, is a good name. Yeah, I, I always liked that. Um, Ronnie, you want to start off with your number nine? Your mother. Dude, uh, I knew my mom was a tag team. <laughs> well, uh, the Bar. <laughs> the Bar, yes. Excellent. Mm. They, like, they are in my top 20. Absolutely. The Bar, I mean, you can't go wrong with Cesaro. No. I mean, normally, I hate when they put... Two singles wrestlers together that are like, that are in a f- current feud. Yeah, and they're like, "Well, you're a tag team now," and, sure. but it worked for them. Yeah, and the, hell, their feuds. Uh, that one feud they had, the best they, of seven. Yes, that, that had, was yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, they they were just beating the garbage out of each other, and like it worked for them. I mean, Cesaro is just a workhorse. In in my opinion, he's in the top three best wrestlers going today. Oh, God, yeah. I, I mean, absolutely. That, that Everything that guy does is amazing. Right. And then I feel like Sheamus is a great worker, and he could partner with a lot of people. But Cesaro was just perfect. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He's, he's, he's like Kurt Henning. Everything he does is perfect. Right. The man does not know the definition of the word stop at all. That, that sounds... Bad, but I know well, what you mean. <laughs> he, he's just, he just, he, he doesn't quit. He just keeps going. You can physically see he's exhausted and he's still pulling out power move after power move. After oh, no. Power that's move. A, well, yeah, that's like the, the discussion we just, had with, what was it, uh, Cesaro versus Big E 
where Biggie's like you were talking about yes. this. Big, uh, Biggie uh, was ta- like he was like just throw me if you can, and the whole match. Cesaro just throws the shit out of him, like, everywhere. Everywhere. Just keeps throwing him, and you see Big E just like, how is he still throwing me during the match? But he just keeps throwing him. Um, Yeah, Cesaro, he's just... He's phenomenal. Yeah, WWE dropped the ball on him. AEW dropped the ball on him. But... I think think they dropped the ball, gave him the world... Or the Ring Ring of Honor Championship. mm -hmm. I think he's the current champion. And then that's pretty much it, which right now with Ring of Honor being back of what it kind of was, it doesn't make a difference for his status to be the Ring of Honor champion, but to be like AEW champ, WWE champ. Yeah. Something bigger than what he is. And WWE just, Vince McMahon era WWE, I mean, you still got him there but now, but Triple H with creative. He, he, he couldn't really talk on the mic. Yeah. Which I get. But nobody would ever let him give him a chance. Mm-hmm. Like, he debuted with that gimmick uh, with, uh, um, what's her name? She's not even in WWE anymore. Oksana? Oksana, yeah. Um, and then uh, gave him the like gimmick of I know five languages type crap. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And then uh, I'm like, the whole time when watching him, too, when it's first coming out as Antonio Cesaro, I, I knew that was fucking Claudio Castagnoli. Yeah. And I'm like, I've seen his work before that shit. And, like, they let him not do half the crap he was able to do. Mm-hmm. And that was what disappointed me with the, the first run, or first part of his run. Yeah. But the, the bar, together, they should have, they've, they were great. And then they fucked him up with the random Braun Strowman and that kid Nicholas from WrestleMania. Yeah. Still Take don't know you. what the hell happened there. I think he was, like, the son of the ref or something. Yeah, well, yeah, it, it doesn't matter. It, I mean, just that feud was stupid. And to have Braun Strowman basically just go 2 on one in that match and yeah. and totally ruin the credibility of the... Of the bar <laughs> and the, the bar, tag yeah. team division. Exactly. They're like, oh, we don't care about the tag team. No, Here you go, no, kid. No. <laughs> All right, Chris. I'm going with another TNA one. And that's... The Motor City Machine Guns. Oh, okay. Alex Shelley and Chris Saban are great singles competitors. Mm-hmm. Um, even within TNA, that's how you saw Chris Saban to begin with. And um, I believe Alex Shelley was brought in in the, uh, in the middle of that run. And then that's when they became Motor City Machine Guns. And speaking of Alex Shelley, he is the current Impact Champion, too. Is he really? Yeah, they gave him... Uh, I don't remember who he beat, but he's the current Impact slash TNA World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, Chris Sabin, I believe, is in the X Division, but they're also still together as a team again, bringing him back. And to this day, they are still can go. Yeah, absolutely. And the speed, the accuracy of both Sabin and Shelley together are just working in harmony. One of the better tag teams that you could see that could do that and without breaking a sweat. Oh, absolutely. I agree with you. Uh, like, I, I've seen them a couple times, and, I mean, throughout the years I used to go to IWA shows, and Alex Shelley would be there, Chris Saban would be there, and, like, a- Alex Shelley has a style that is artistic, and I, I love watching him wrestle and just... I watched the match looking for him to mess up, and he doesn't. You can never, you can no, never find he him. He doesn't. 
Uh, that's like, that's like going that, to a Sabu match, just waiting to see if he uh, doesn't mess up, or yeah. like you're waiting for him to mess up, which is all the time. There, there, <laughs> there's like four wrestlers out there that that uh, are like that, where I sit there and try to watch them mess up, and uh, like Christopher Daniels is one of them. Like back, back when I used to go to shows all the time, I would try to get him to break character too. I did it once, but. Uh, I think I just kept chanting Alter Boy, and he just looked at me and goes, Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and that was good enough for me. <laughs> oh, God. Um, for, you, that was a good one. What'd you have for your. For nine? me, I went to Lucha Underground, Ooh, which okay. is absolutely the best company that I've ever seen, and I could rewatch all those shows. And I had to go with Jack Evans and PJ Black, the Darewolf. Oh, I was thinking. I thought you were gonna say Jack Evans and um, and Helico. And Helico. No, I, like because they were they were in AAA a lot together. Yeah, they were in AAA together, but in, I I really never saw that. Like, I have a lot of gaps in my wrestling knowledge, like or or what I've watched because real life got in the way of mm-hmm. me watching wrestling all the time. Um, and so now I just kind of watch what I can watch, and um, yeah, like like I I don't. I, I never watch too much Japan stuff mm-hmm. because I like the American commentators too. And, and, I know, like even if you switch yeah. them to or get the stuff with the English slash American mm-hmm. commentators, it's not the same. And like that's a lot of times, especially with somebody that doesn't understand Japanese, you're yeah. pretty much just watching it for the wrestling now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I have ADHD, so get me to sit down and watch TV. I mean, even great wrestling, it's so hard for me to do. Right. Um, but, that, that, but yeah, Jack Evans, PJ Black. I mean, they, they were funny. They were talented. I mean, Jack Evans, a loudmouth. PJ Black is an amazing wrestler. And having them like when they would do the air guitars, it oh, was yeah. it was beautiful. I just love them as a tag team. Cool, cool. I'm gonna start off eight here with a uh, not even a team anymore. Well, actually, one of my first one wasn't a team anymore, anyways. But Mustache Mountain. Okay. And I'm not saying that for Trent, just Trent Seven. I'm saying the combination of Trent Seven and Tyler Bate. Trent Seven also being the coach slash trainer of Tyler Bate. Even though now Tyler Bate is a hundred times better than Trent Seven. They were great. They didn't do shit with him. No, in not... WWE slash NXT, but like at first with the UK, they brought him in. And Tyler Bates running around by himself again now, but them together as a team worked. Um, in the UK scene, yeah, too. Like, but outside of before the NXT UK, before they started doing the tournament and all that stuff, it was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the uh, now with Trent Seven, I don't know if I would even want to see him again with Tyler Bates, but. It is what it is. Absolutely. What'd you got for you? I want to see you again. Okay. Um, This is is one that I had issues picking. Uh, Air Boom. Uh, Evan Uh, Bourne and Kofi. Yeah. Matt Seidel, a.k.a. Evan Bourne and Kofi Kingston. Wow. Okay. They they didn't do shit together. 
They weren't together for too long. No. But uh, they, they were entertained by both of them, great athletes. And Matt Seidel, high flyer, he's – or Evan Bourne, he's a great high flyer. And he's another one where – You're just you waiting j- for him to mess you up. You just wait for him to mess up. And he doesn't. He just he, he does, does it in real life. Um, until he's – yeah. With the wellness Until policy. he tries to leave leave Japan. I mean – Sorry. Well, that, that was also the reason why Air Boom ended. Yeah, because uh, the wellness policy. Which... And that was during the time frame of the Copper Penny Tag Team Belts. Yep, yep. Hated it. Hated that design. And then um, that, I think they had a slight run with it, but then who didn't? Um, and with that being said, with the wellness policy, he was in AEW and then waiting for him to mess up. I think he debuted in AEW in a casino battle royal. Went for a move on the top rope and slipped and fell <laughs> in the beginning of the match. Yeah, yeah, I, I, re- I remember seeing that one. It, it, it's very similar to um, uh, the the one you see online every once in a while, which I was actually there live for when, uh, um, not Tyler Black, but I can't remember it, Merrick Brave. Merrick Brave was in an IWA Mid-South. Okay. This was actually after Totally Tool Wrestling 2. Oh, um, yeah, later that night where he went to do a shooting star press on Trick Davis through a table and ended up just doing a shooting star press onto the top turnbuckle. I've oh, seen shit. that. And it looks painful, and everybody thought he was injured afterwards, but he was at a Ring of Honor show later that day. <laughs> so, so he was fine. He but was it's fine. Still, it's he, still he, looked painful he wasn't wrestling shit. at the show. He was just there. And, um, yeah, I mean, he, he was – uh, and that's another one, the Black and the Brave, uh, with Tyler Black and uh, Merrick Brave. They were a great tag team. I, they didn't make my list, but you know, personal reasons. <laughs> who who do you get for number? Who do I friend? have for number? I'm gonna go with the Rockers, Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. Fuck. Hmm. They were they're a great tag team, <laughs> absolutely great tag team. Jesus. And uh, um, yeah, that's right. I knew somebody else would have them, <laughs> well, but you, you know, you... I have them at number seven. They're eight. the 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 best match I remember seeing them in was them. I think it was Royal Rumble '91 where they had a match against the Orient Express, and it was just way uh, before its time. Oh like, yeah, th- them just flying around and like doing all these crazy moves and such a great match and. They were a great tag team. Ended soon, but I mean, then you got Shawn Michaels' single career after that. So, but yeah. they were a great tag team. Um, even though that was your eighth, we're going with seven now. And speaking of Express, I have the Rock and Roll Express as my number seven. And that the flying around a little bit, yeah. But if it wasn't for them, you also wouldn't have a lot of teams now. And, hell, they still wrestle now into their, what, 60s, 70s, whatever the hell old they are. Uh, what I like about seeing them now is they actually still try. Yeah. Where most guys their age Just go in there, take go a bump, for a paycheck. And then get out. And get out. Like, like, there was so many times where I would see older wrestlers come to these shows, and instead of taking a bump, they would just go to a knee. Yeah. And that was as much as they wanted to do. Um, and But the Rock and Roll Express still take the bumps. They still try to do, like, the moves. And, I mean, 
Well, it's like the one time. Uh, what what fucking show was that for AEW? Um, I don't remember what pay per view or if it was Dynamite or whatever the hell it was. The Rock and Roll Express showed up and they helped Ricky Morton do a slingshot Canadian destroyer to someone. And you're just like, why the fuck is Ricky Morton attempting a Canadian destroyer? But it That's just looks great because he was still willing to try. It. And you, I mean, you you kind of can fault them, but I mean, hell, they're living their lives, right? They're, they they spent their years running the road together. They're they're a tag team that came in together and are, looks like they're gonna go out together. So right. Who did you have for your number seven? Oh, Jesus cabbage. Cabbage, uh, stop sleeping. I'm tired. Okay, I'm getting old. Whatever. Any- Don't look at me like that. I'll look at you. Uh, what I want. You, got, you guys can't see it right I now, but we're probably older that. than you. <laughs> That's cute. Okay, so well, number seven. Who's in number seven? Jesus, fuck. don't laugh at me. Don't call me a douchebag. <laughs> Legacy. Wait. Hold hold the phone on that. Uh, Are you saying just Rhodes and DiBiase? Okay. I okay. Think, I was thinking. Well, originally you had DiBiase, Rhodes, Orin, and Fatu. One no, of the, uh, one, uh, was no, it a Fatu? Uh, no, I don't. I'm, it, oh. It was somebody from the Samoan family. Yeah. And then you also had Jimmy Snuka's son that was, was I think, a planning. I'm having him in there. But then yeah. he fucked up the Undertaker spot at WrestleMania with Shawn Michaels where he was the cameraman. Oh, sure. Um, and then they're just like, yeah, you're done because you almost killed Taker. Mm. Uh, well, helped kill Taker. <laughs> he, he's already dead. He's the dead man. Oh, that's true. So never um. mind. Uh, but... I, I get that because you wouldn't really have Cody Rhodes' career. Ted DiBiase's, I think, sitting in prison right now. He's he's definitely not doing that. I'll tell you that much. Um, I mean, they, they were a good tag team, and uh, both uh, Rhodes and DiBiase both had a lot of talent. Um, did you ever see the debut of how they came to be? Like how how Rhodes and DiBiase became a thing? No. Rhodes and Hardcore Holly were teaming up. They were the Raw World Tag Team Champions. And Ted DiBiase was like, I'll have a partner. And my mystery partner is Cody Rhodes. So and Cody, that was match the... match he turned on. Yeah, so that was like the first match where Cody Rhodes beat himself for the championship. Okay. And I always find that hilarious. He's like one of the few people that beat them their own selves for a belt. <laughs> it was pretty funny. But they just, they just destroyed Hardcore Holly on that two-on-one type shit. Okay. Um, other than that, that, that it's really started Rhodes' career in WWE, but did it help him that much with him and Randy? Not really. I I don't know what to tell you on that one. Okay. <laughs> Ted, Ted DiBiase Jr. was just kind of there. They tried the singles run with Maurice, did nothing. Gave him the million dollar championship, did nothing. But whatever. I'd say that made his career worse. Yeah, that's true. Uh, right. Well, I'm going to, uh, uh, for my number seven, I'm going to split up a faction like that, too. I'm going to go with Imperium. No, what are you saying? You're not, are you not saying Gunther? Or no, saying... Gun- Gunther's not in there. Uh, I'm talking about, um, 
uh, Giovanni something. Da Vinci and uh, Fabian. No, oh, Fabian. Fabian Archer and Giovanni is the same person. Yeah. Um, um, God damn it. We got the game right fucking in front of us. Ludwig Kaiser. Even, but, uh, oh, I mean, yeah. Ludwig Kaiser. Yeah. I mean, they, especially their, um, their NXT days, NXT oh, UT God, days, yeah. like the matches they were putting on. For a tag team that they put together, yeah, like it was simply amazing. And uh, honestly, I wa- watching them wrestle it w- was like artwork, and the teamwork that they had was wonderful. Did you- I almost cried when uh, Giovanni Da Vinci, Da, da Vinci or whatever, whatever, turned on them, mm-hmm. and then joined them like because like it, again because yeah. they're like no and then fuck it and then they're like fuck it we need we need him in there so uh but i mean it's yeah it's great stuff but i i mean did you see do you ever watch the cruiserweight classic yes i did with him Giovanni yeah, Vinci, where, where, where he, he lost that. weight to join it yes he he lost weight to do it like he doesn't look anything like himself and then he no. put on tons of muscle yep and then just started tagging with uh Ludwig Kaiser or whatever his name is like he was like he and then he can still do the exact same moves like mm-hmm. the double bounce moonsault or whatever it is that, I mean great stuff right. I, I like they are easily one of the best tag teams out there right now it sucks that they don't get to show it all the time and I don't know why I hit that button but anyways um, so let's get on to number six here. No. And since we're breaking up factions. Sure. Oh, dear God. <laughs> I don't know if it's technically breaking up factions, but I'm going, ironically, with the New Age Outlaws. If it wasn't for them joining the new version of DX without Shawn Michaels, I don't know who the fuck they would have gotten to do DX with, with Triple H and China and Xbox later on. Yeah, but that would have probably would have stopped right there. Not not including DX part of it, but with the New Age Outlaws versus was it Mick Foley at the time? Mankind, I don't even remember. Um, <laughs> and Chainsaw Charlie, yeah, in that they... dumpster match. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were one of the part of the teams that were not the main three that you saw in the WF '90s area, late '90s to early 2000s with the Hardys, Dudleys, Edge and Christian. Where they they helped out a bit of it to make it a little bit less boring just going between them three teams. Because I think Dudley's had a few matches with the Outlaws. I just remember Billy Gunn doing the famous or through the table Mm -hmm. on SmackDown. And Road Dogg, his gimmick before that was the him feuding with Jeff Jarrett. uh, Over who the hell is the real person singing Jeff Jarrett's theme song. Pardon me, sorry. I think a cabbage just died. My apologies. Um, I, I didn't enjoy that. But yeah, I'm I, going I with, am sorry. I'm going with number six, New Age Outlaws. They had a lot of influence into the new version of DX. They had a whole bunch of different careers besides that. Like Billy Gunn was in Chuck and Billy, was in the new um, Acclaimed, and a whole bunch of other shit. But I'm going with them. For my number six. Cabbage? Number six. So I can count, right? Yeah. Um, the, uh, the Usos. I really like the Usos. 
Any particular reason? Okay, I'm gonna sound a little cliche, but I like the family thing. I'm I'm kind of weird like that. The Samoan, or do you mean the Moan no, line? no, just the fact that no, just the fact that they're brothers. I oh. like I like the the concept of a brother duo tag team. I think it's kind of neat, and I like the the before they became what they are now when they debuted the brighter colors, just the. The whole Samoan gimmick. The whole the whole Samoan gimmick, yeah. I, yeah, because they... I, I really dug the shit out of it. If I'm not that. mistaken, I think they debuted with Tamina. Yes. Attacking the Heart... Shit, what were they called? Heart the Heart Dyn- Foundation? No, Heart no, Dynasty. No, the Heart Dynasty. Yeah. With David Hart Smith Jr. and um, Tyson, Tyson Kidd. Kid. Yeah. And that's all I remembered from that. <laughs> they kind of I, I agree with the, the board on there, but... I agree you, with you the board. You brought up Tamina, I had to do that. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um, the, the Usos, they're. Brought up to I don't know if Joe I ever died. really gave them a fair fair chance. I, I mean, did so because I, I go off and on about with wrestling, like when because WWE when it's bad, it's really bad. But when it's good, it's really good. And a lot of there's, times there's they're really like a, good. The there's Usos like no have something between. to do with it. Yeah, yeah, the Usos have something to do with it. But, um, yeah, I, I just, the the whole Bloodline feud is, like, very cinematic and very good, like, mm-hmm. that, that they have going on. But I, I don't understand, like, like, I don't understand why they ever, I think the first time I've seen them, they were still green, and they were with Tamina. Oh, so and back I in, saw like, that. The- yeah, I, I saw the match, and Tamina yeah, went for a headbutt and missed him by over a foot. And I was probably in the grandstand, and I could still see them. So I think once that happened, I really checked out of them. I get that. My thing with well, my thing with wrestling now, storyline wise, I'm in and out, like you said. Um, but there's highlights. Like I do like the fact with the bloodline now. That they separated from the bloodline and was trying to get away from Roman's shadow, but if it wasn't for the bloodline, they wouldn't be in this big story thing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but my question is for that, are they going to split up and are they going to try to fight Roman for his belt? Yeah, they, I think they, that's happening in the next pay-per-view. Is it? I don't even know yeah. what the uh, is, is J, I think, I think is it's Jay against uh, Roman. Roman, yeah. They're just trying to find anybody for Roman to beat? <clears throat> Pretty much. Sure. Because... I, I, who hasn't he I don't know yet? who the hell he would th- dethro- uh, de- get dethroned by anyways. But it's that's not bad. Uh, it wouldn't be it's not in my top 10. I just I I it, just the two of them. I always thought their their in-ring out of ring chemistry was good. Their Oh yeah, totally their mic good. skills were always good. I I just thought they had the whole package. They could uh work well in tandem in the ring when they were fighting. It's just I I just I honestly thought they had all the potential and they ran with it. They're Great tag team, in my opinion. Hmm. I can't disagree with that. Um, I'm going to go to ECW right now, and I'm going to bring up Rob Van Dam and Sabu. Yeah, mm-hmm. they that, are my number six. That that that's good. Um, I mean, Rob Van Dam is flaw. Is, is a like, great singles. A- absolutely, Sabu is Sabu. Sabu, and then um, <laughs> you. For some reason, you put the two together, you wouldn't think they'd work out so well together, but they did. No, especially and, with uh, sorry, Chris Jericho for using this word, but especially with Sabu botching, yeah, a lot. 
Chris Jericho is going to come um, out of nowhere and code break you now. <laughs> yeah, give me the Judas effect. Um, <laughs> but, like, that was his main thing in singles matches. Yeah. He, like, fucking either missed, slipped, he missed the triple jump moonsault from the chair. Yeah. Uh, but then pairing them together somehow fucking worked. Like, so, somehow worked, yeah. Like, I remember that, uh, God, speaking of ECW, it was them two against Hayabusa and... God, I can't remember his name. Japanese dude that always had like all the uh, the Japanese writing all over. Hikushi. Thank you. Um, they were fighting each other. Yeah. And they they put uh, Hibusa and Hikushi. I so butcher that uh, onto one single table, and then from kitty corner of the ring, you had Rob Van Dam on one top yep. rope and Sabu on the other, and they both leaped to do a leg drop onto one single table with them both on it. Yeah. And I'm just like the fact that they pulled that off without nobody fucking something up. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of amazing, and like they 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 gelled very well. And then they had Bill Alfonso just annoying the crap out oh, of everybody. God. But that's that's the great helped manager. out. I absolutely just just help that tag team become a cohesive union. And like you like you think of those two, they were good single. They're singles wrestlers, but. I mean, the single, the, as yeah. single wrestlers, they're opposite. Absolutely, but I mean, they worked in there like, like the moves were just amazing. So, yeah, yeah. they're my number six. Uh, number <laughs> f- five is mine. Is your number eight? <laughs> okay. oh, I got the Rockers. Oh Jesus Christ! Um, the Marty Jannetty yeah. and Shawn Michaels as a team were great. It was sad the one. Tag Team Championship win they got in WWE was not recognized. Mm-hmm. But before WWE, they were in the NWA, I believe. Yes, absolutely. Or AWA. AWA. And yeah. there, they were they were great. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a lot more uh, as a team in AWA than they did in WWE. Because you, like you said, yeah. they're, they were short span. And they yep. broke them up. And then Martin Gennetti was just kind of teaming with everybody he could. Yep. Um, even with that one singles run, I believe he had as the Intercontinental Champion. Yep. Uh, which didn't last long. Uh, I mean, and then they had the feud that there where it was like the barbershop window, sensational mm-hmm. Sherry fainting. No, that that was uh, Rick Ma- the Mario Martel, that feud, wasn't it? That might have been that one. Okay, I still, never mind. I still, remember, yeah, but... I still remember Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels like, we're good, we're good, and then he... Sweet chin, well, I don't know if it was called Sweet Chin Music at that time. Sure. Um, super kicks him and then throws him through the glass window. Yep. Nice. And then that's it for that team. Yeah. And then Marty Jr. was gone for like, uh, I don't know if it was like a few weeks, a month maybe. Yeah. And then. Um, Getting surgery on his face, I believe they said. Yeah. You know, people can't go through glass windows without needing surgery <laughs> on their face. Um, but yeah, other than that. Very influential to other teams that did the high flying, the mm-hmm. nod of well, now today you see that all the fucking time, but it makes sense. It works. Good. All right, Fox, we're back. Fox, um, we had to take a little break, um, about a week long. We're on number five for the top ten take teams. My number five was the Rockers. I went into description. Earlier in this podcast, but now we are gonna go hit up Cabbage himself, Rodney, for his number five. 
Okay. <laughs> what did I just knock just over? I just killed a fly. PS5 controller. It's one of the good ones too. So. All I all I know is I killed a fly, and um, I'm taking credit for that. That has nothing to do with your top five. No, it was just something I wanted to mention because I feel proud of it. Oh, my. Come on, cabbage. I thought I already said my fifth one. What was your fifth one? I thought it was legacy. No, you haven't said that. Well, uh, yeah, you did. You did. I thought that was my yes, fifth one. So wait, are we just waiting on your fifth one? I then? think so, because my fifth was Legacy. Number five for yeah. Uncle Joe is the Brain Busters. Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson. They are... They, I mean, they spent years together. They did. Forming like a very cohesive unit um, under the eulitage of Bobby the Brain Heen, and they really came into their own um the, uh, what i like about them are they're two fabulous workers a lot of um, matt stuff i'm a huge fan of matt wrestling and um well that pretty much yeah. is the basics of mm-hmm. wrestling is matt wrestling to begin with and then because of that you you don't have that much else i mean you got yeah you got the spots you got the bumps but you gotta have mat wrestling in, in a lot of your uh, matches. With uh, with the brain busters too. Like I, after Tully Brett Blanchard um, pretty much got fired from the WWE. Uh, was it WCW or? I think like, they were the brain busters are, in. They they, they were a tag team in both companies, but in the uh, um, in the. WWE, they were known as Brain Busters and Tully and Arn in uh, WCW because they were part of the Four Horsemen. Yes, because the uh, so. Four Horsemen was uh, Ric Flair, them two, uh, everybody on Earth. Yeah, Oli. Uh, Anyways, but I mean, they were very cohesive, and after after Tully was no longer with it, able to be his tag team partner, it was. Arn Anderson was really never in a great tag team after that. Yeah. I mean, he tagged with Ric Flair, but I, I'm, in my humble opinion, Ric Flair's very overrated. Um, um, he's, got, yeah. he's got very – he's very charismatic. He can go, but I think Arn Anderson was the better part of that crew. Like, tar- Arn Anderson is in my top 50 wrestlers of all time. I get that. I, I, but so. with you being said with Ric Flair and that, it kind of didn't work because Ric Flair was primarily a singles wrestler. Mm-hmm. That's why it never really worked as a team. And then you also got... He, he really only worked well as being like almost the front man of the Four Horsemen for the mouth, almost the mouthpiece. They all could, most yeah. of them could talk. But it was pretty much the singles wrestler of the team. And Yes, exactly. And I think the thing I like most about Arn Anderson is he looks like everybody's uncle at some point. <laughs> yes. He uh, does. He looks like does. E- either you had him as an uncle or a gym coach. <laughs> Makes sense. But at, the, but at the same time, when you put him in the ring, like he looks like he could wrestle like a five-minute match and would walk to the room, uh, the back, and just be blown up. But no, the guy could go and... Um, one of my favorite matches with him was him and uh, Regal at Super Brawl 3, I believe, or 2. I, I can't remember, <laughs> but it was a half-an-hour match. And 
I was working at one point and just, that match was in the background and I just kept looking back up like holy shit they're still going they're they're a great take uh, um, but yeah back to that uh, Iron and Tully you really don't get more cohesive than they were and you don't really don't become a better tag team the only thing that I think that they could have done better is gone against better tag teams with similar backgrounds like at at certain times in wrestling, tag team they they really hit the tag teams like like you'll see later they're with with some of my top five um, because like while I was going through my list throughout this week, I had to add in another tag team that I absolutely can't believe I forgot off the list and so they're going to be tied for number four mm, so um, it's going to be my top eleven but. Um, at certain times in wrestling, their tag team wrestling is like at the top of the game where they have a number of tag teams that work very well with each other. And um, I mean, in in the mid 90s, they had like so many just random tag teams that actually seemed to work good together, like the Body Donnas and uh, Smoking Guns. I mean, yeah, they were a comedy tag team, but they were actually really good. Um, they actually had very cohesive unit or teams and uh, Billy Gunn is probably the best tag team wrestler of all time. Yes. Just because he was able to do it with so many different people. Yes, you had Smoking Guns, you had had Road Dog, you at one point, well right now, you have Acclaimed in that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though I think he may be retiring. I don't know. He did some weird shit where he put it left his boots in the ring. Yeah, if it, if it's not a retirement, they they need to stop playing with that kind of stuff. Like just leave. They did that with Mark Henry, where he pretended to retire, and he was wearing that like salmon colored fucking jacket, and then John oh, Cena was like, like came out. Yeah, and yeah, John Cena was like, that. oh yeah, yeah, and he was the champion at the time. Yeah, and Mark Henry was like. False, it's fake, and then just hits him with the world's strongest slam, to, and then yeah. started a feud that nobody cared about. <laughs> so yeah, the Brain Busters are my number five tag. Awesome, I almost forgot about them too. Yeah, didn't he wear that same stupid suit at the unification ceremony for the WWE and World Tag or World Heavyweight Championship? I think so. I think he, he wore that he same have. dumb suit because he just he stood I mean, out so so bad. Anytime there's a salmon-colored suit, it's it's, it's terrible. It it's works. awful. No. All right, let's get to uh, number four. Um, we're looking at mine. I don't know what whatever the fuck you want to call them. If we're doing WWE, it's the revival. If it's <laughs> AEW, it's fuck the revival. I mean FTR. Um, Scott and Dash. Yes. Okay. I don't know, but you might have. No, wait, no. I was trying to think of their names now. Scott remember. Dawson and Dash Wilder. No, I was trying to think of their names in AEW. I can't remember. Oh, I, I um, in AEW they change their names. Yeah, yeah. They they switched over. Um, it's on the tip of my tongue. I cannot uh, remember I think it's it. But names, that's why. Yeah, I, I, I cannot um, remember that. But yeah. But besides that. Oh, they own the WWE names now. Yeah. Uh, or no, WWE, WWE owns, owns their owns names. The revival names. Oh, okay. But besides that, it it their style, kind of based off your number five. Makes me think of a newer version of the Brain Busters. I, mm-hmm. Ironically, as FTR, they got Tully Blanchard to manage them. Yeah. Um, 
I feel like that didn't do shit. It didn't make a difference. But they're currently, because they got bored in WWE and they wanted to wrestle more, um, they're currently, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the Triple A Tag Team Champs? No. I know at one point they were. I believe they actually lost those ones. Yeah, yeah they're, they're some type of champion because I know they had like two belts right now or something. At, at one time, I think they had six belts. Yes. And they wanted to work. Um, Character-wise, I'm not a big fan of their promos and shit like that. But as a team themselves and the matches they could put on yeah, and work well with almost everybody is what I like. Especially when, like, in, a, in an era now where you're looking at WWE where they split every tag team on earth. They don't really give a crap about tag teams that much. Mm-hmm. And when they do or they get big, they turn. And sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. I, uh, I.e. the Rockers. Nobody gives a shit about Marty Jannetty anymore. They all know Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Um, but as a, as a, I don't know. They're one of the teams that like they, they. I feel like they would refuse if anybody told them that, that they're going to break up and stick with their guns. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the WWE loves to do that a lot. I mean, sometimes it works. Like, it. it any tag team in WWE that didn't turn on each other, I'd like to you guys name one besides the Revival. Right. And it's, it's very hard. Because it's, it's, they just broke up another team recently, too, and I don't remember what the hell they were. Weren't we just talking about them? Yeah, I don't remember the fucking name. Uh, the, 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 what was it, that Ivy Nile, whatever the, whatever. Oh, yeah, oh, the, one, yeah. The, yeah, the um, Diamond Mine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, like the, the WWE loved break loves breaking up tag teams, and I don't understand why. Doesn't um, make a lick of fucking sense. Yeah, the, I mean the Ring no, it really doesn't. Are, are one that I believe left WWE so that they wouldn't break them up. So and, and it makes sense they wanted to do what they wanted to do. Um, yeah. So, cabbage, hot rod himself, peanut brittle. And Wait, Hot Rod and English Peanut Brittle are your number four? <laughs> no, Peanut Brittle and English Toffee. Oh, okay. Oh, that's my number four. Good thing I put it in the cappuccino machine. <sighs> Jesus Christ. What, what's your number four? Uh, so sticking with my um, heel streak that I, I kind of started. Rated RKO. Uh, I liked their, okay. I feel like they had good in-ring chemistry. I liked... I like their promos personally. I thought I, I Randy Orton could talk. Edge was yeah, a little bit. But I mean, he's I, not bad, but he wasn't. He, like, he yeah. wasn't. He wasn't the best on the mic, but he could. He could cut a good promo. Randy Orton, I still think, is, can cut great promos. I, mm-hmm. I love listening to him talk. That's almost like how you can't have Randy Orton as a face. <sighs> no, you can. Nobody's gonna care. No, no. Every, everybody likes him as the bad guy because yeah. he he basically perfected being the bad guy. Well, one of one one of the few that yeah. you know. But the, but the only thing is, they weren't together that long to be on my team or my top 10 um, for my opinion but the other thing about that is I feel like the only feud they really had was with DX it was the, the newer the, the 2006 era DX but they they took in my opinion they took the bad guy gimmick and just fucking sprinted with it like they they took that shit and just fucking boom oh yeah and I absolutely loved that. They didn't break character for shit, and I thought it was amazing. Yeah. And that they, I just they knew what they had to do. It just it was the just the and the combination of their their theme songs 
as well. I thought that was super cool. Their combined entrance, I loved all of it. I just I thought they were a great tag team. Well, I the mashup it. of teams is always fucking phenomenal, unless it's terrible. Like you have anything with the Miz, like the show Miz was dumb as hell. Oh my god, that was terrible. Or what was the other one? Jericho. Jericho. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime Big Show's in a tag team, it's like wh- why? Just have him be a big oof, oof. They, they have nothing for him. He wants something else, and then they turns into a comedy character. Like that one rain where he had, not rain. That one time in his uh, career where he randomly just started dressing up as random shit. Yeah. He was Hogan. I can remember one. Yeah. Um, Wait, Big one. Show? He, yeah, he was, he was Hulk Shogun. Hulk, Hulk Shogun. That's great. I would it, pay it, him to dress up like that. stupid. Yeah, had to look goofy he, enough though. Well, that's that's WWE though. They're putting anybody into impersonating anybody else. Like did the same thing with uh, um, fuck, I can't remember his name. The Miz did it with The Rock. No, I'm thinking of uh, which was Damian dumb as Sando, shit. Where he became the Miz. Which oh, Miz, Damian Mizdow. That worked. Da- Damian Sandow, by the way, is my nephew's favorite wrestler. Like the, the dude can favorite wrestler. Like he he's I'm not bad. I'm proud of him. Yeah. Is that sort of, I think that he's on NWA. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I get it, but. But yeah. no, like I, I understand. Like it, I get where you're going at with Rated RKO. It, it's just they Rated RKO is a one time is one of the times where they actually seem to complement each other instead of getting instead of being two random two singles random guys. singles guys put together. Like even like Jericho, like each of them would re- wrestle so differently that like. It just didn't make sense to have them together, but Randy Orton and um, Edge actually seemed to do it well. They they just gelled so well, and I, I loved that. And I mean, but Randy Orton, in my opinion, is also in the probably top twenty wrestlers of all time because he lives the character, and he mm-hmm. um, like like even the little nuances, he seems to hit them, and uh, I enjoy that about wrestling. I like wrestling. I can feel like... We all like wrestling. (laughs) I feel like, too, like, he can... And I I might be off with this, but I feel like he's one of those few that can team with pretty much anyone and make it work somehow. Yes. Maybe. But I feel like it... I don't know. I'm not 100% on that one. Mainly because you could team with anybody, make it good for a little bit, then after that, you're just like, I don't care anymore. And that was going to be one of the things I was going to bring up. The the little one-off with him and John Cena fighting the entire roster because they pissed Triple H off or some shit. And they, I remember that. they had that two on... Like the, almost like a gauntlet match. Yeah. Two against the entire roster. For yeah, and it, it was one of those one-offs, but for the time that it happened, it worked. Yeah. But, I mean, if you were to do that any other time, I feel like it probably would have tanked. Oh. Because it was one of those, let's do this, let's get this over with, we got to do it, let's just do it. Yeah. What's your uh, number four, bud? Number four. This is this is the tie, tying tag team. Okay. I've got two of these tag teams that... Um, one of them... If they teamed a little bit longer, probably could have taken my top one or two spots because I mean the they came out swinging. That I call uh, they're called American Alpha with Chad Gable and uh, Jason Jordan. J- Jason Jordan. That like uh, WWE yes. split them up way too quickly. In fact, one of my favorite matches of all time like is uh, two out of three falls with. Them and uh, the revival, actually. Um, there we go. They they I put on a two out of three falls match that was so solid, and it was just mid card, but it completely stole the show. Yes, like that. That was when you said about them being um, split up too early. I agree because I feel like that was almost 
maybe a couple months into them getting put yeah. onto the uh, main card. I mean, um, main roster. Main I roster. mean, we all know why uh, Vince McMahon doesn't like small guys, and Jason or Chad Gable is a small guy. He, he what he's like five six, five eight, something around there. Around but there. that's the thing; he's almost. I'm not gonna say the next Kurt Angle with the Olympic crap, but he. No, they're trying to make that with Chad Gable now. Yeah. Not Chad Gable. Um, with Gable Stevenson. Yeah, see, I thought it was. Fucking yeah. So close names. Um. Uh, yeah. But like, um, what was that? I don't know how many people were in that match. That tag team match at WrestleMania. It was Braun Strowman and Ricochet, uh, Chad Gable and f- fucking Otis. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I can't remember the other ones, but Chad Gable pulled the. Whatever you want to call it, the chaos theory. The chaos theory, yeah. Where he does the rolling uh, O'Connor roll into the German suplex, and and picks Braun Strowman up, and you like Braun Strowman, you can hear him go, "Oh shit, he got me." Yeah, you can <laughs> he's a small dude, but he's fucking powerful. He's, he he he's like a great wrestler, and uh, like Jason Jordan was going like at the time they they came up jason jordan was looking for a good tag team partner he was going around and trying all these people and that was the story yeah and it, like none of them were to go so then chad gable kept walking out like you ready holding the towel that said gable he goes <laughs> let's be ready willing and gable and it was so great and eventually jason he won jason jordan over and they were a very solid tag team with right they should have as a singles jason jordan no yeah. Oh, he, um, and then he randomly ta- uh, teamed with Seth Rollins, I think, at one point. Oh, that was, yeah, after he came out as Kurt Angle's son. Yeah, which that, what was the whole point of that? N- there was no line? point of that. It was the worst thing I think I've ever heard. It, yeah. it was terrible. It, it, it's And neither of them were the same after, like, Chad Gable, like, I'm surprised he still had a job, but now he's teaming with Otis and uh, that that one female. That's. Well, I know I can't. I don't know her name because she just showed up out of the blue. Yeah. And it looks like Chad Gable's trying to like train her. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I I forgot about the War Raiders too. And oh my god, yeah. This list that that's another tag team that's just. The one thing I so didn't misused. like about War Raiders though. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're misused, but the fact that they had to change their name from Viking Raiders. Oh my gosh, it's so. Stupid. Okay, I'm not losing my mind. I'm like, are we talking about? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but Viking, so the Viking is experience. Yeah, that, that was. I don't. They know were for called. at one point. Their name was the Viking Experience. I think it was only for like a week. Whatever their yeah. name was on the Indies, they could have fucking kept that and been fine. It was the War Raiders. It was the War Raiders. Yeah, because they, okay. they would walk on war, war, and like you, I'm I'm gonna put them in a three way tie with a number four because, <laughs> like, they are so. Like they're good. I also I also find it funny. I don't remember who, uh, it's the bald one. I can't remember his name. Uh, Eric. Uh, Eric. Eric. Yeah. Eric is the bald one. And then that Ivar was the big one. Okay. The bigger so, one. Right. So Eric's married to Sarah Logan. Why the fuck did they have to change her name to Valhalla? I don't know. Sarah Logan worked. It, it definitely worked. And and like, I her character was almost that of the War Raiders by herself. I, I yeah. feel I feel okay. like they did it just for the the purely for the aesthetic. And the fact that they're trying to do a Viking the, thing. There, yeah. there, there's a female wrestler on the indies, uh, Maxine the Impaler. Maxine the Impaler, she'll be yeah. Mondo Lucha. And I think 
somebody in WWE saw that and was like, we have to recreate that because we don't want to hire her. The funny thing is, I don't. They haven't admitted that, but so many people have actually said that. It, like and the, they were like, dude, they stole Maxine Paler's gimmick. The, the, the second I saw her, Sarah Logan come out, I was like, oh, they hired Maxine Paler. And then it was like, no. Fuck. It's, it's fucking yeah, no. And I, yeah, I, I saw her wrestle once in this one fed that's uh, um, in South Indiana and... Damn, that chick can go. Oh yeah, she's no, I, she's a beast. I'm really excited for next, uh, yeah, next month now, September, when we go to Mondo Lucha. She'll be fighting uh, Sierra. Wait, I think you, her name is. Oh, we talking Sierra's about gonna die. Yes. Yeah. she's gonna be she's there. She's at Mondo Lucha. Yeah. Why? Wow, yes, and Sierra's gonna get murdered. Yeah, I am is. excited for that. I cannot wait for that. Yeah. I know. Uh, that's gonna be a fucking hell of a match. What's your uh, third? The third number di- third number four. The, my third number four is um, Red Dragon. Ooh, um, um, uh, Kylo O'Reilly and, and uh, Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish, yeah. Ah, okay. They were th- such an excellent tag team. Like they, like they were hard hitting. They were mat wrestling. They were they were almost so like amazing, the Japanese yeah. strong style brought yep. here. Yep, brought here, and th- they did a great job of actually doing it in NXT and um, mm-hmm. wrestling in Ring of Honor. and just... Ring of Honor is where they thrived. Yeah. NXT, they were great, and then they got put in with Adam Cole for the Undisputed Era, and then Roderick Strong. Well, well they debuted. No, the, Adam Cole debuted with them, and even like oh, yeah. the four of them together seemed to gel really well. Like I, I was surprised on how well the four of them just, but I know that uh, Red Dragon and uh, Adam Cole like were they're they're good. They, they, they were a team together right. for a while, and then when Roderick Strong joined them, I was very iffy about it. In fact, I was in the crowd when Roderick Strong joined them. Like <laughs> I, I was uh, in visiting Disney, and. I remember yelling at Rod, like when they offered him the spot. I was like, "Come on, Rod, you don't want to do that. You wouldn't look good in black pants." And man, he looks good in black pants. But um, <laughs> he, I can't, I can't, I can't argue that because I uh, no. <laughs> he when he joined them, it, it's like that they, they team together. They always team together, it, and after everyone left the W or WWE, Rod Rod got lost it? again. Was right because Roderick's still there. No, he's not. Wait, Roderick's not in that. Uh, no, he anymore? is in AEW right now. That's right. He just came in. I forgot he debuted with Killswitch Engage's music. Mm-hmm. I remember that now. The end of Heartache. I was just saying, you and I were freaking out. out for like an entire day like, over that. Who the fuck is this? And then I'm like, oh, that makes sense. The end of Heartache because he always did the fucking. That was the name of his move. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, damn it, that makes sense. You goober. That, but here's the thing. Where's Kyle O'Reilly? I could have swore he got injured uh, after. Yeah, he he's he's been injured about a year now. And because of that, Bobby Fish was in AEW for two seconds. For what you could say, a cup of coffee. Um, I th- not hundred percent sure if he's signed, but I know he's an Impact. Yeah, I, last I heard from him, he's an Impact. And um, if you believe all the ru- rumors and innuendo, um, uh. Bobby Fish was in the locker room talking highly of Triple H, and that's why he got fired. From AEW? From AEW. He was talking high about trip, uh, on Triple H, and I mean... Who gives a shit? I mean, it yeah. makes sense, because you don't want to talk about the competition. 
Yeah, exactly. But, but I, mean, I mean, it's competition. That's what makes you. Right now, we're just missing an awesome tag team. Oh yeah. Um, with Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, and like they they put on so many awesome matches. I mean, now now that they're out of WWE, Dave Dave Meltzer will give them four stars, uh, five, stars. five star matches every week. <laughs> I don't understand his ratings. Uh, well, I understand it. His ratings go where the paycheck is. So that's true. Um. So yeah, I mean, my number four pick is Red Dragon, Viking Raiders, War whatever. Raiders, whatever you want to call them, and American Alpha. It's not bad. I missed two out of three tag teams. So <laughs> I would. I, I, I yeah. like that War Raiders thing because there is an example of two big dudes that are that, powerful but have speed and agility. Yes, and, and can go and they they can just yeah they they can fight yeah and they can put on a show and take over the. In fact, uh, my dream, one of my dream matches is them going against my number one tag team. Oh shit! We'll find out that yeah in, in three seconds. Teams. Yeah, we we don't care. Three about two, three. One, we don't care about three and two. Um, <laughs> Cabbage, what's your number third? Number third. Number three. Number third? Number third? Number <laughs> third? Number third? Hello? 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 <laughs> Bidet? Are you there? No. <laughs> okay, Um. this one's a little goofy, but I thought to throw it in there because fuck it, why not? Um, RK Bro. Okay. I, um, I like the combination... And I, it's, it's it took him a while to gel. I'll I'll admit that, but I like the combination of Riddle's goofiness, Randy Orton's Randy seriousness. Orton. I just I think it works. It's just I I like that you know like I my favorite uh, moment with him is when uh, Matt Riddle tried getting he bought Randy Orton a scooter, and he blinked it out so it, it would look it had all the Viper aesthetic, and he's like here, bro, and Randy Orton just gives him a look like you're a stupid son of a bitch. And I just, I thought the Goofy and the series, I thought it gelled pretty well. I so, liked it. I'm going to say no. <laughs> I knew you were going to say no as soon as you dropped your water bottle. Um, oh, God. It was just empty. That's why I jumped. Oh, I but, thought um, you were like, fuck this, dude. I'm done. No, but no, uh, I'm going to say no. I get the comedy aspect of it because they needed some laughs. Um, the random pairings as singles, both of those guys are good fucking wrestlers. But as a team, it doesn't make sense. They just wanted to give them something to fucking do as a team for no fucking reason because they can't have good other teams in WWE. And you had the, what you're saying, the seriousness. It, I feel like it took them a while at first because Brandy Orton didn't want to fucking do it. No, you could tell, but I, I just I feel like over time he was it, it weathered down and. And I feel like they ended up, honestly, working fairly well together. And in that sense, Matt Riddle needs to work on the less of smoking the dubs. <laughs> he definitely needs to stop being so high all the time. I don't think he realized 90% of their TV is live. And he just got back from being suspended for wellness policy violation? Probably. I don't know. He, but, um, he was suspended didn't for... Didn't they take marijuana off the... I, I, I don't I, know. They might have, but I don't. I'm not 100. But I, I know he was just suspended for violating the wellness policy, and I think he just came back. But the yeah, yeah, because it was like in like maybe a month ago, not even. Yeah. So they decide. So they're like, "Hey, just to punish you, we're putting you against Walter." Yes. Yeah, and he got his ass beat because he came back it. with fucking 
the corn roll, whatever the fuck shit this yeah, hair. Weird. Yeah. yeah, he looks stupid. Just go back to having your normal hair. You look better the, that way. That's the thing with him. I remember we were talking about this the other day. He's the one in your song, weird Caucasian wrestler that we've seen wrestle barefoot that did not have taped feet. Yeah, I don't know how we got to that conversation. Uh, uh, we, well, I don't, I don't know how that started, but we we were talking about that because um, we're talking every about other the, wrestler that I've seen that has come barefoot has had like tape wraps. Umaga, Yokozuna, Solo Sokoa, they all have like foot wraps. But Riddle is just the only wrestler that I can think of that's ever in WWE at least that's wrestled completely barefoot. I've never seen that before, and I think it's just very interesting. But that's the other thing with RK Bro. It was unnecessary. They did have the championship run. Riddle. I'm saying less of is a pot and realizing we're live because they're live daily for the fact that oh my god, Botchamania, he's been on there just because he went to go he's literally asking Asuka if his scooter was cool and then he goes, Ah, oh, cut it and Asuka's like, What do I do now? Oh yeah, the the Keep promo. Playing. Yeah. It's he, just a little backstage skin, it was funny as fuck, because Asuka's like I'm just gonna keep walking. And one I feel like for one, and I I I no I I'm get not, it. I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say. You don't know if you're recording a live segment or not. But and you can't look Who directly the at the camera either because you're gonna do, they're gonna know you know oh shit I also yeah, don't see Matt Riddle as a a big champion like a world champion a oh champion. no when, I see when, him as reigning intercontinental in the United States anything like that I don't see and a take team I don't see Walter ever losing the belt by the way oh no but, but he just passed he the should've. Macho Man yeah um, oh did he uh, reign of like it, it brought, Macho Man is four thirteen. And uh, Gunther, Walter, whatever you want to call him, is like four fourteen at the time. I don't know what it is now, but I may be overselling it. But I feel like the day he loses that title is going to be like it, it's going to be clo- close to the streak being I feel, broken. I feel like they're going to be it, a it, dick. It's going to be. It's going to be like when Undertaker lost the streak. It's going to be bigger than when Roman Reigns loses his belt. I also I feel like I'm it probably will be too. One. But I also feel like be- it's going to be dumb as hell, and they're going to do a bullshit move and just be like, "Hey, if you want to fight for." Roman's fucking title for fuck's sake. Let's just put that out there. You gotta vacate it. They're just gonna vacate it so he doesn't actually lose it. And I feel like they're gonna turn that into a story because they're not gonna give him the fucking other. Oh, uh, similar to one uh, Great Khali wanted in that battle royal because it was, was just vacated. Do you see the? They, anyways, but yeah. For, for um, <laughs> way off topic. RK for, Bro. Yeah, bro. That, we're talking about <laughs> RK Bro. My opinion on RK Bro is it seems to work. They tried it the first time in NXT with joint malip- manipulation with um, Pete Dunne, where it was Pete Dunne and uh, Riddle. Riddle. And, like, but after a while, this two seemed to really work together. And, but um, I haven't seen enough of the Randy Orton, Matt Riddle things. It looks like Matt Riddle only tries to make Randy Orton break character. And I that's think that's the reason why they ha- still have them together. Um, <clears throat> my number three, uh, we're going with a multi-decade team here. Mm. I guess you could say. Uh, Road Warriors. Mm. But I'm not saying 2000 Legion of Doom. Withdraws? Not before that. Well, yeah. they came back because it didn't really matter. They just needed a paycheck. But they did bring that hard-hitting style of brawling and fighting into wrestling that in tag teams that pretty much other companies wanted to copy, i.e. Demolition. Uh, even though that was around the same time almost. 
But like you still had Demolition was pretty much almost WWE's version of Road Warriors, and then they got the Road Warriors for all two seconds, and then went back to fourth between that. And then to to me the Road, Road Warrior the Demolition didn't seem like a comeback for the Warrior Road Warriors. To me, it seemed more like the Road or Powers of Pain with Warlord and the Barbarian. That one. Yes. That was a direct copy of yes. Legion of Doom. They wanted two huge guys that could do that, but Demolition. The the difference between Demolition and the Road Warriors is one could wrestle and the others could brawl. Where yes. where Demolition were actually really good technical wrestlers. They didn't show it much with with there, but um, at that time, no, because um, I think they wanted to be more of the powerhouse style. Yeah, but, and then but with the road Warriors, and then they threw Crush in there. Yeah, they, they threw threw Crush. A great three man tag team, actually. Yeah, but um, but yeah, yeah. But with I'm still sticking with the road Warriors because of the the downside of the road Warriors was Legion of Doom. Or sorry. LOD 2000, whatever the... I think that's what they were called. And then you got Draws. And the downside of that was them using Hawk's fucking drug problem. Drug, drug and alcohol problem, problem. In a fucking storyline, which is not the first time they've done, but, like, where they made it look like he jumped or got pushed off the damn Titantron by Draws. Yeah. And I'm like, that was just fucking stupid. You're doing this. Go get him fucking help. Like, I, I get it. Not everybody wants help. But, like, do something. Don't fucking exploit it on television. At that point, um, depending on who you talk to, I I heard a shoot interview with uh, the Road Warriors where at that point, Draws was at, not Draws, um, Hawk Hawk was actually clean at that point. And working, actually working on his sobriety. And um, depending at one point, yeah, depending at one point, in their career after that, when they were talking about it, sometimes they were like, uh, Hawk said that, you know, he, he was saw what he was and was reenacting it. And other points, he's like, Vince McMahon made me do it. I didn't want to do it. Right. So. I know, it's kind of back and forth. But then you also got the one thing I'm also leaving out of the team as the Road Warriors, because I just love them as the, the color scheme and everything, and Paul Ellering uh, was a great manager for him. Mm-hmm. The um, the part with what the fuck was it when Animal came back after Hawk's passing and made like Road Warrior Legion of Doom 2.0 with fucking Heidenreich. I'm not counting counting that shit. And also, Heidenreich's character was originally supposed to be brought back <laughs> as an undead zombie Nazi. I like I the fact you that you almost had a stroke trying to say the dude's name. Fucking <laughs> I don't know if you knew that, though. I did not know that, no. Um, and then he just became a fucking weird, creepy dude reading poetry to Michael Cole. Yeah. And then I think they broke that up, and then Animal King <clears throat> turned into some leather biker dude? Yeah, why not? And I'm just like, the road wars are done for me. Everybody likes leather but- and bikers. If it wasn't for him, you still wouldn't have a lot of the brawlers and the big teams, especially when they did that, whatever Raw that was, where everybody attacked the Ascension and they made fun of him, call, saying that they were the fucking Road Warriors. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that because uh, JBL yeah, came, came out, like, ripped his shirt off, yeah. had the APA shirt, got Ron Simmons out there. 
They all just beat the piss out of him. It was yeah. kind of funny. I'm not going to lie. Well, yeah, but then it was still, like, that part was funny, but I just hated that, like, they compare everybody that wears face paint and they're big, brawling dudes. The Ascension could wrestle. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they were trying to, they pulled off the whole exterior that they're powerhouses and shit, and they're like, you guys are the warrior copycats. But Connor and Victor, could they could wrestle. I don't know if. They could fight. I don't know if they're still wrestling now. I know one of them is. I think our Connor is, isn't he? The bigger one? I fucking couldn't tell you. I, have no, I, I know you're, you are right, though. One of them is, because I saw something about them not too fucking long ago. I was out of wrestling when, uh, <laughs> or, or, um, like, I wasn't really watching any sort of wrestling at that point. Um, when when that was going on, it was uh, um, actually their last match in NXT was me getting introduced to NXT and watching that like like really I didn't I didn't see the um uh, I'm talking about the ascension uh, oh, I didn't I see much in ascension so I can't comment on there but the first time I saw them I was like oh dude they're copying the road warriors yeah so and that's another thing of like I'm getting it here is that you get somebody with face paint two powerhouses whatever you got road warriors Mm-hmm. And that's what everybody thinks of, and that's why they're my number three. Definitely not a bad pick. All right, see, man. Oh, it's you. It's you, me. Yeah, you get, you get, you go. You're number two. You're three. My my number three. Oh yeah, yeah you're number three because you had a a three-way three way for number four. four. <laughs> Forgot right, all about that's that. Right. The three way dance for number four. I'm going with the world's greatest tag team. Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin. Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin, two. Excellent Matt wrestlers that tagged up and gelled together. I, I mean, there's not much you can say besides, like, even them coming back together for Ring of Honor. The, the, I mean, the, I, I, the fact I, that they weren't. I started watching Ring of Honors when they were there. The, <laughs> the fact that they didn't continue on to become multi-time WWE champion, they, they probably did. But, I mean, yeah, watching. Not as much as they could have. Watching them as Team Angle, and like they took on Kurt Angle's legacy, and just ran with it. They were absolutely good. they were, they were great together. That that being said, solo runs. Mm-hmm. Charlie Haas, not really. No, I mean they teamed him with like random people and with he, Jackie Gata. Yeah, which <laughs> is his wife, or ex-wife now, I think. No, oh, I, I don't. I have know. no fucking idea. But then also t- uh, teamed him with um, Rico. Yeah. And uh, he then he, they gave him the impersonator gimmick because he came out of Stone Cold Steve Austin. He did the Hogan thing. Yeah, because everybody likes those. You um, don't need to do that into the microphone. Yeah, what the hell? Stop playing with the cat. And we're not saying the other word. We're got Joe in trouble. Yeah, um, yeah mom, I'm not saying that word. Anyways, but no. Um, and then when they teamed on the Ring of Honor, that's when I started getting into Ring of Honor. Um, and I'm like, oh, cool. These guys are they're fucking badass. So I'll watch it even more. And then when Shelton Benjamin came back to WWE, yeah. I was really hoping for a run with Charlie Haas. Everybody was. Uh, like We were like, oh, here's Shelton Benjamin. Let's, let's, let's do this. Let's bring back the world's greatest tag team. What, what's... Uh, I, nobody Charlie Haas isn't going to say either. no. No. But the thing is, with Charlie Haas at one point, he was almost dying. Oh, really? He, I don't know if it was a disease, but he lost a shit ton of weight. It might have been drugs and alcohol or something in there. Let's hope not. Um, but he got so out of shape so bad that he's he's back now. 
But it does not look like... It does not look like the old Charlie Haas. Okay. And then Shelton Benjamin with his Shelton single Shelton Benjamin. It, like, like not, Shelton Benjamin looks like he hasn't aged since... Oh, God. God. No. All right, we're back. There we're back. Break. We we're got... talking about uh, black not cracking. Um, with <laughs> yeah, yes, we are. Um, Very I astute of you. They gave Shelton Benjamin um, a better singles run. Him as the Intercontinental Champion, great. The match we had at Shawn Michaels where he got super kicked out of midair. Fucking fantastic. The match he had against Chris Jericho at Cyber Sunday. Anytime. Anytime he was in Money in the Bank, he stole the show. Oh, yeah. He, the first match where, where he did the whole springboard out of the ring, out of the off the ladder. Yeah. Or where he even um, wrote, or wrote, uh, ran up the ladder that was leaning up and clotheslined someone. Mm-hmm. Oh, he just like he just scaled the damn yeah. thing. It was fucking amazing to watch. That's why when Edge won that shit, I'm like, I get it why he won it, but it's just like, what? Yeah. And they, sh- I really hope since he's back in the V. They give him some type of title run that's not mid card or tag team. Even if it's even if it's the shitty Kofi Kingston size run where he had it for two weeks and got destroyed by Brock Lesnar. Yeah, yeah. It was nice to finally see Kofi get the title, though. I yeah. will admit that much. I'm still waiting for Xavier Woods. <laughs> that's never, the three day. Yeah, because because Biggie won the. Uh, I don't think that's gonna happen. Just personally, uh, I don't and, know. And in my opinion. Xavier Woods the most talented out of the three of them. He yes. he is. So. Austin like, he is the most technically gifted out of all three of them. Yeah. Consequences, consequences but, Creed. Yep. But in my opinion, Biggie is the best person in the world. Oh yeah. I I, I will listen to anything that man has to talk about. He seems like a genuine big human man's like me. He, he really does. Yeah. He just he just has that personality. Like, he, he just, I could go to the bar and get a couple of drinks with this dude. Thank and you. he just he 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 just seems like the salt of the earth. Like like the anytime anytime he's around, he's the best person in yeah. the room. So anytime he, had, but world's greatest tag team <laughs> <laughs> transition. World's greatest tag team. Great fucking choice. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. My number two, which you knew already. Both of you know already. <laughs> Can you guess it already? Just, Matt just fucking Jeff say Hardy, it. The Hardy Boys. I know you're you're doing that, but I'm saying it this way. Yeah, it's go because ahead. of WWE. No, this is your opinion. Slash WWF. Their greatest point at one time on tag teams was the '90s, late '90s, early 2000s, where they did the TLC matches, the ladder matches, the tables matches. If it wasn't for them, the three pillars, them, uh, Dudley's. And Edge and Christian. Edge and Christian are better as singles. Dudley boys, you would go anywhere rather having both as a team. But Bully Ray did do a great solo run in TNA slash Impact. Mm-hmm. Devon, however, not so much. Um, Hardys, you had both had single runs. You had the stupid feuds multiple times with them, which were some of them were good. Some of them were fucking outright r- ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Um, you gave Matt Hardy the EC, the the WWE ECW championship for the singles run, and then you gave Jeff the WWE championship, which lasted a week. No, it was a little bit longer than that. Maybe it was, uh, eight maybe days. like a month. Um, <laughs> a week, eight days. Uh, but it like, did not um, last long. That wasn't bad, and that's the whole feud. And then they brought in Chavo Guerrero and Rey Mysterio and shit, and. 
That was all right. And then Jeff Hardy's feud with CM Punk, that was good. It could have been better. But as a team, you're looking at one of the better ones that everybody else also fucking tries to copy. Like nowadays. Yeah, everybody in the Indies. You want to see everybody copy any of the On Hardys. that point, this is the problem that I – the biggest problem that I have with this tag team. I mean, I watch them – is, is it the combination th- of the, dr- the the drugs and alcohol? No, no, okay. no, 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 no. Every, everybody has their demons, and everybody has that. Like every, but um, to me, I never really got behind them. Got behind them, like like I got behind Lita, <laughs> <laughs> but I never and really Terry got behind. No comment. I I never really got behind the um. Behind the Hardy Boys, uh, I mean, Matt at one point, like I enjoyed him, like with with the Mattitude. Oh, with and, him and Shannon Moore. Him and Shannon Moore, like uh, Matt Hardy, and then he one? would have the Matt facts on there yeah. on the side of there, like that was entertaining as hell. But the Hardy Boys together never really enjoyed them. Um, and the biggest reason I think that I hate them is because of the impact that they've had on the wrestling business where you go to any indie show and everybody has and mother copies of yeah they, they they're wearing their mesh shirts and like doing a swanton bomb and uh, like that, that's, trying that's, to do their moves it, it's that's part of the reason why they're on my list is because they're that influential because one it's not just influential it's just people can't fucking think of their own shit but if you didn't have them, you wouldn't have a lot of these people that are in fucking indies right now. But is that for the better? Who I went, fucking knows? <laughs> I, w- I went to a wrestling show where um, the guy's name was Version 2, and he was accompanied by the lovely Lisa. That is fucking on copyright infringement, almost. That is, that is damn near so on close. the nose. It, it, like, I saw that, and I'm like... It's funny. It's funny. But man, stop it. Yeah. Stop no it. Shit. Like no shit. But you you, I, you you there are so many bad wrestlers out there hurting themselves, hurting each other, trying to copy Them. the Hardy Boys moves and to me it's hard to watch a Hardy Boys match and be like, "Yes, this is right. This is positive on the business." I I honestly but, I don't know why, but I thought you were going to bring up that at one point, Jeff, we all knew he had fucking problems with. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was public drinking. about it. Yeah. Drink. Well, they all public about it as soon as you get fucking arrested. Uh, drinking, drugs, whatever. Or even the fact that his singles run in TNA where he pretty much. That was another thing with TNA where he fought Sting. And that was the thing about Sting is that I liked that he held him down to get it over with and people were pissed off. But why the fuck did you send his ass out there? Yeah, that was on TNA. They, they, you knew he was fucked. Yeah, weren't there bits of promo footage of Jeff in TNA with him fucking smoking cigarettes on camera and shit? <laughs> I swear to God, I remember watching at least one promo of him lighting up a cigarette on live television in the middle of the ring, just lighting up a cigarette. I swear to God, I know the, Big Show did that. He had yeah. the douchebag <laughs> jacket turned over he and did shit. That and yeah. it was it was so fucking terrible. That I don't know about that one. Um, but I could I, be wrong. I don't know. I mean, his belt was one of the worst fucking design belts I ever. 
freaking hated that thing. It was fugly. It was worse than the freaking Penny Tag Team belts. Yes. Um, but that was the thing, though, is when Matt came to back to TNA, and he had dreads. That was weird. <laughs> um, Everybody's got a dreadhead face. Yeah. Uh, dreads. The thing about it was, with him, he ended up having a fucking problem, too. Did he? Uh, not as big as Jeff, but I think he had a drinking problem. Okay. And then... Is that how uh, um, and I really the th- more of lungs... Uh, lawns came along. Yeah. And I really thought that's what you were going to bring up is because, yeah, you have the tag teams, but then you got the negative facts that brought up on the world. Um, so, yeah. Um, since Cabbage is running away, what's your number two, my friend? My number two is the Revival. My number they, four is your number two. That's right. I enjoyed that tape team more than you did, I guess. Um, like, uh, the, the, that tag team is everything that a tag team should be. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely perfect uh, flow-in matches. Like, each, one, each member knows what the other member is doing at all times and make each other into better wrestlers because yep. of it. Like, I... I hear interviews with them where they're talking about like how they sit there and watch old wrestling matches to see what they're doing, what other tag teams are doing. Right. Or like, yeah, yeah. In the eighties and, um, what they did wrong and like always trying to make the sport better and always trying to bring tag team into, um, modern day TV. Yeah. Which is into the limelight. Because that's the one thing. is like singles wrestling isn't everything. No, it's definitely not. It, and it gets boring. After it, it it does. Like seeing two two single guys, two big meaty guys slapping meat. Like, <laughs> that's fun. Meat. But after a while, like there there's more of an art form when there's four people out there making a tapestry instead of just two people yeah. getting tired and then holding each other. And then Loving each other. For 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, the take um, Revival. That's... So, re- yeah, All Revival right. as, as my number two pick. I, I like it. Going over this list, my number two and number one kept flip-flopping because both of them both of them are excellent tag teams together. But, yeah, with... I'll explain that later, but the revival is everything a tag team should be. The only thing they have going against them is they like CM Punk. Yeah. And that's all I'm going to say about that. So. <laughs> that's the one thing you hate. That's why they're number two. What's, uh, Cabbage, what's your number two? All right, this is literally purely nostalgia. It's it's pure nostalgia. That's the only reason I'm Kind of like the Hardy Boys in the Legion of Doom. Thank you. Edge and Christian. Oh, I, I was really hoping you said J-O-B squad. No, I, I threw them literally in there for the the fact that, like you mentioned earlier, because of them, the Hardys, and the Dudleys, ladder matches, they, they pioneered the shit. They but, did have that four-team four match. It was Christian and something, not Christian, Chris Jericho and someone else. I can't remember. It was them three, or them three teams, and then Jericho and another person that they did a random on a pay-per-view for something. I can't remember the fuck it was. Was it? Another team? Uh, Jericho and Benoit. 
They might have been that. I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, but it was just like randomly put in there. And I'm like, they're not a bad team, but I do not picture them as the face of what the Attitude Era takes. Oh, were you, are you talking about the TLC match? Yeah. Where, yeah, where that, that was Benoit. That was Benoit? Yeah. Okay. Because other than that, the only other take teams I can think of for Attitude Era, you got the Acolytes. You got a pretty much the only one I can think of off the top of my head. Um, Rock and Mankind Attitude Era, did they qualify? Yeah, for but I'm not counting them as a tag team mainly because they're better because singles. They're good. The and, Rock, and the run did the not Rock work. The Rock and Sock Connection was great. It was hilarious. But I feel like it was purely a comedic thing, though. It was. Like, as singles competitors, beautiful people. Yeah. But they were not a tag team. It's, it's the same thing, I think, with Edge and Christian. Like I said, I threw them in there literally for nostalgia because they were 100% better singles competitors. But just like the... Maybe it was the the energy they brought to the ring when they were in there together and just the way, I don't know. Are you talking about like the five-second pose or like them? The things of them being just weird. and Them t- coming to the ring with the giant-ass fucking hats or and the... Uh, yeah, it, it was just like my that. Fa- my favorite one, the Conquistadors. It was... Yeah, <laughs> everybody's done the Conquistadors. Everyone. Yeah. And I, I just laughed too because I was walking into work one day and I looked down at a manhole cover and it said conquistador on it. Nice. And that that's just why those are my that, that's my two. That's my, I, that's I get my number it. two. I, I I like I like it. Alright, well, so I'm gonna ask you this cabbage. We're gonna start off with you. You already know. I do know. You do know. What's your number one? But I've I've got very deep personal reasons for it. What's your number uno? <sighs> Joe, cover your ears. Because you're about to hear an echo, the Hardy Boys. My whole reason. I knew it. It's it's everything you said and more. But why did you? Okay, I get the more part because you said everything I said, and you did the same thing with Edge and Christian. Were those like he said he has his number two and number one flip flopping all the time? Yeah, they they kept for you. They kept going back and forth. The reason why the Hardys won out. And I'm saying this because this is just deep in my heart. The reason why the Hardys went out is because of Jeff. The face paint, the just the the, the way he could just flow in the fucking Matt ring. Hardy for my had opinion, Mike skills. He had the but Jeff had more charisma than Matt. In my he he did as, and, as a team. Yes. Okay. The way Sing, singles run, Matt Jeff with the WWE Championship. Yes. Matt Hardy as the EC WWE ECW whatever the hell even shit. That. I'm thinking like he said with the Matitude. Oh, the... Uh, that, that was phenomenal. And then the fact that he, I don't know, story-wise, lost weight to fight for the Cruiserweight title. I, I will say I did like the... And this is an aesthetic thing, but when he uh, started doing the Key of Fate shit, that was, was that the Matitude as well? The what? The Key of Fate. The, the way he'd have a key Twist on his... shake. He had, a, he had a key, too. He had a key on his oh, tights. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that might have been around the time when him and Jeff were feuting. Yeah, because it, it was, was when, when he was all blue. And pants. Yeah, oh. and he had like this key, and I remember Key of Fate being like a, a key. Yeah, that was, like a, a, that was a small yeah. window around WrestleMania, WrestleMania 25 era. But just, I... That seems like so long ago now. Oops. I'm not that old. You guys were that old. I'm not that old. I'm only two years older than you, dickbag. <laughs> anyway. Shut up. Uh, so I You're get old. That. I get why you have him as your number one. So the one thing I do like about the Hardy Boys is is when I was in high school is when they were wrestling. Yeah, when, when they were big. And one of my sister's friends had a huge crush on me and said that I looked like Matt Hardy. <laughs> All right, we got we got Joe almost going to the Hardy Boys. <laughs> uh, yeah. Her her name was uh Sarah, 
I won't give out her last name, but she wrote me love letters and said, "Be my Matt Hardy." And all <laughs> That's this. awesome. But here's it's the question: funny. Could you see it if you looked at yourself in the mirror? Could you see it even remotely? Wait, hold on. Him looking him, like him Matt be- Hardy. Oh, I think meant him being with the chick. No, you looking like Matt Hardy. Could you see it even remotely? Not even close. <laughs> I had to get that clarification. And I was dating my ex-wife at that point, and I said, do I look like Matt Hardy? And she goes, no. <laughs> I had to get that clarification. Didn't even have the long hair. Because you, you, you hear stories about that all the time. I think I wonder if she just wanted a wrestling reference, and you're like, be my Matt Hardy to my Lita. She was a redhead. Called it. Um, <laughs> fucking redheads, man. Now we're going... Bajangus. Joe, Joe kind of already called this before we started talking about Oh, did I? Okay. My number one. Yes. Not the NWO itself, but the Outsiders. And I'm saying Kevin Nash, Scott Hall. Kevin Nash is a singles wrestler. Okay. Yes, he had the run with the belt in WWE between him and Shawn Michaels. Um, Scott Hall is a f- phenomenal character. Phenomenal. Phenomenal character. With Razor Ramon and the the bad guy. And Hey yo. Hey yo. But yeah, um phenomenal with that. Rest in peace. Um And them jumping ship to WCW pretty much starting the fucking war with WWE. Yeah. And figuring out which was in my opinion also a good thing. Because WWE had some contracts, mm-hmm. but not every single one was contracted. And I remember an interview with Scott Hall saying that if you didn't wrestle that day, you didn't get paid. So if you weren't on the show, you did not get paid. And I'm thinking, what kind of bullshit is that? Yeah, you're you're working for this company, you're not getting paid, and I, you're not at the time. I don't know if you're even allowed to go wrestle somewhere else, like a small indie show. Not back then. You probably would have been immediately axed. Yeah, and. With that being said, they pretty much started the whole contract, which kind of sucks for some people. But that's how you got the whole contract shit. Was them joining with Hogan and them making the NWO influential too? Yeah, but they sold that gimmick for Japan, which some most people know by now. But what what shit isn't stolen these days? And that's why my I'm heart, because no one wants it. Okay, that's why mine. Number one was the Outsiders, was because they fucking kicked in WCW's door, told WWE to fuck off. Jeez, and they even tried shit. making the fake Diesel and the fake Razor Ramon with Glenn Jacobs and the other fucking douche canoe, I forgot his name. They're all douche canoes. Um, well, he didn't do anything after that, so it's just that I know of in WWE. Um, and it's just like, okay, you realize they these guys have power to fucking control their own fate. In the world that they're working with this business, they're helping other people get contracts and money, and you see people jumping ship back and forth because they don't like one thing or the other, and that's what I liked. They gave WWE competition, mm-hmm. and Vince was like, what the hell was happening here? And that's what made my number one be Outsiders. I mean, at the time, I only knew, when around that shit happened, I only knew about WWE. I didn't really care because I never really watched anything. But it's just like that. All right, that's my fucking number one. All right, I mean, I was outsiders. They, they, 
made the Monday. They started the Monday Night Raw. They they really made it what it is. So yeah, I mean, their influence on the business was pretty big. Um, can't say much bad about Razor Ramon, Kevin. Hart. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. <laughs> yes. Kevin Nash. Ke- Kevin Nash. Same four letters. You're good. He's rough. And also, uh, I just want to let you guys know that in Totally Tool Wrestling 3, there was a new, new razor and a new, new diesel, where every time diesel came in the ring, he tore his quad. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what Kevin Nash did anyway. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I stole that from... Or, or Joey Eastman and I stole that from WWE. WWE. Hilarious. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, it's good stuff. Uh, they, they started Kevin Nash. I, I don't like the person he is, but... Oh, I God, mean, no. The, influ- like, the influence he, will, he had? Uh, yeah, yeah, he will always be remembered in the business, and the Outsiders were a great tag team. Were a good tag team, so... Um, let me go with, I'll go with my number one tag team now, I guess. Yep. I'm going to say Ricochet's butt cheeks. <laughs> Ricochet's butt cheeks. I mean, every time you see him, something spectacular happens, so. That's right. Those things fill um, those pants. No, I'm going to go with another. Butt cheek. 80s tag team, and I'm going to say the Steiner Brothers. Ooh. See, is there, what, what's your reasoning? They wrestled together for so long, like all over the world. If you, um, they they wrestled Japan, they wrestled uh, um, WCW, WWE. They they were truly independent wrestlers, basically wrestling wherever they wanted for yes. how long they wanted to wrestle. They were way ahead of their time. You had a big buff guy, Scott Steiner, doing a hurricanrana, tagging in his brother, and his brother would just would just throw him to the ground, tie him up in knots, and then take him back in, and Scott Steiner would do his power moves, and then more high-flying moves. Like, you didn't expect the, it. He, it. They, they were, they like were said, not in the right excellent time. mat wrestlers, and, I mean, tell me that you wouldn't want to see the Steiner brothers against the War Raiders. Oh, fuck oh, that'd be yeah, amazing. That'd be amazing. That would be an amazing match. I mean, you watching the Steiner brothers, you... you Especially with their Japan stuff where um, they went against Bam Bam Bigelow and Vader. God, yeah. Dude, they they would just beat the crap out of each other. And if you watch their matches where they weren't in WWE, weren't in WCW, they would would go against, like, uh, Road Warriors and expose them for not being able to wrestle. Like, they would just throw them around the ring and... it would just be like, 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 if you watch those matches, they just throw them around the ring like Cesaro throws Big E around the ring. Like, it's just that that's the thing. So too. amazing to me. That's, that. I loved his call into the Frankensteiner. Yeah. And then I loved, I did not like the Steiner recliner. That was kind of dumb. No, I, uh, but I get what he was trying to do. Yeah. Um, And then I loved that you being said with the Road Warriors where you had... Scott takes somebody, put him on his shoulders, and they did that bulldog. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if that was a spoof to the Road Warriors or some shit. But I really was, don't know what that was either. But it, it was fucking it, great. It, like it's fun in, to watch. Yeah, it's great stuff, man. Like watching that, watching the match, they were ahead of their time, especially for a tag team. Yep. And 
they were going against big guys like the Road Warriors who were going around destroying everybody in there, like not giving anybody else a chance, not, not like letting anybody prove what they wanted to prove. Like, Oh, yeah. They put that, up a fight when they want to put up a fight. Yeah, but um, but the, the Steiners would go in there like no, knowing that they could destroy whatever person's yeah. across the ring and still put on a great match. Yeah. And uh, I definitely respect them for that. What ruined them was the NWO. Oh, yeah. Like, NWO split them up, and ever since then, they, like, even when they came back in WCW and started tagging again, it was never the same. That, or the fact that, I thought you were, I was going to make a joke here and say the thing that ruined him was Scott Steiner's chainmail. No, the, th- <laughs> the thing that ruined him was um, Rick Steiner's oh, feud with Chucky. Oh, that was, that was so bad at WCW. Fucking Rick Steiner trying to do a promo with Chucky that was pre-recorded, so he was off. Yeah. On when the fuck he was supposed to talk, and pointless because I knew what they're trying to do. They're trying to get money, and the same company that owned oh, them were trying to fucking promote shit. And it's just like, holy shit, what the fuck is this? That also being said, Scott Steiner had a better singles run than Rick. Did Scott really do shit? Fuck no. No, no. And when Scott came to WWE. It showed that he couldn't really wrestle anymore. Oh god! Oh, like and that feud with Triple H. Yeah, horrible. Mm-hmm. And they did the whole pose off, and it was dumb. So yeah, yeah. For me, the Steiner brothers, best tag team that's ever been around. But that's why I get your. Then you've got the, the number two. Yeah, the, those two are so great. Can you picture but, that though? If you had the Steiners in the prime and Re- Revival in the prime. The Steiners would. Oh, oh yeah, fuck yeah! But, they would destroy them. Yeah, but like it would just be a just because hell of they're two big, big beefy guys. Like each Slap of them are like eight. six feet tall, and Revival is five, seven, seven five, eight, maybe. Eight, you know, and uh, like yeah, but put them against any big tag team, dude. Bam Bam Bigelow and Vader. Like, fucking phenomenal. Two of the best big guys that's ever wrestled, and they were. Uh, I would want to see the Steiner brothers against the Bar. I would want to see the Steiner brothers against the Outsiders. I'm, I'm, uh, future reference, I might change my number eight to the Steiner brothers instead of the Mustache Mountain. All right, anyways. <laughs> so, okay. Oh. <laughs> it's <laughs> now canon. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, that, that's a fucking great one. I never even thought about that, too, when I was thinking teams. And you got mine with the Outsiders being number one. You got Cabbages over there. Rodney has being the Hardys, which is understandable because they were my number two. And how influential they are with the fucking indies and everybody fucking else do the same damn thing. And then you got the Steiner brothers for the Beastmaster, Joe Hero. Yep, absolutely. All great picks. Yeah. And then Mostly great picks. <laughs> and then, thank you for joining us. <laughs> Some flops, but we don't talk about that. Thank those. you for joining us uh, on the Chris Reason Network uh, for YouTube for this podcast for Reason to Talk with Chris Reason. Also, get your podcast available today on now on YouTube. Just recently started doing it. Um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, wherever the hell you get your fucking podcast from, except for iHeartRadio for some reason. Um, check out TVW. Are you on Audible? No. That's books. Um, they also have podcasts on there, too. I'm going to try to get on Audible. I was going to say, they, they do have um, Check out TVW. I might be on Audible. Yeah, I have no fucking idea. Your mom's on Audible. Your, your dad's on your mom. Um <laughs> 
Check out TV. Can't argue with that. Wednesdays on Christmas Network on YouTube. Anybody want to promote anything here? I want my mommy now. Oh my gosh, don't talk. Shut the fuck up. Peace. And fucking bacon grease. Hit that follow, subscribe, whatever. Thank you for listening to us talk. And go fuck yourself.